you look at business owners, it's like, I chatted with somebody yesterday and I was like, they were like, how did we meet? And I was like, well, we met through this person and I trust this person because when they say they're going to do something, they show up and they do it. And I value that. And if you say, hey, like they need something for me, no question, because they're going to show up and be there. It's the same thing. So now it's like, how would I sit back here and go, okay, this person, business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, account rep, whoever it is, consultant, whatever, is telling me that they're going to go do something for me. And I'm like, perfect. I'm going to go milk it. I would rather have them as a partner for the next 30 years of my life because the reality is, is that they're going to show up and they're going to do it because they've proven the fact that when they say they're going to do something, they show up and get it done for me. Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. What up, people? You know you're in for a treat when uh, the guest is like, we're on camera, let me give you a better camera. Flicks the switch and he's like, ta-da, now I'm even more sexy. I'm here with Duncan Littlefield. He was introduced uh, to me by... Um, a previous guest of the podcast who's become a dear friend, M. Mishla. What up, MLA? Um, he and I had a connection call and I was like, dude, you're into some dope ass shit. We need to get you on the podcast and let the people hear what you're into, the way you approach business, the way that abundance is a fundamental part of that and the way you're changing the game in terms of how we do business relationships and add value to each other. So I'm really excited to have Duncan on the podcast. I'm going to stop waffling now and let him hop on and talk a little bit more about who he is and what he does. We're going to get a bit into his story a bit into the model that he has for his business because I think it could really change the game for how you think about how you do shit and then we'll get into it. So Duncan, Mike's yours, bro. Oh, hey everybody. And uh, man, I am so excited to be here. You get, you're right. I am. Uh, thank you for this. And uh, hopefully we make you proud through this, but truly, uh, you know. <laughs> be proud of us, mommy. <laughs> please be proud of us. Uh, but <laughs> But for, for me, uh, my name is Duncan Littlefield. Uh, you know, I kind of my running joke is that I'm six feet tall. Uh, I lie about that because I'm really 5'11 and three quarters, but I round up my driver's license. And uh, what my goal is, is to build some incredible things to support business. And within that, um, I've had an incredible experience around multiple different things from startups to playing professional sports and uh, now get to do the Littlefield company, which is uh, – something near and dear. And what we get to do is build trust for companies and help them grow. And that's super exciting. So it's, uh, we're having fun along the way. Let's just be real. We're having, about fun. It. having fun. We're having a and great I, time and I, it's hard and thing. it's brutal and it's miserable. And it's so every, <laughs> I kind of joke that it's like you walk up to like, you know, entrepreneurship and business ownership. It's like you walk up to a bar every single day and you look at the bartender and they look at you and say, or what would you have? And you just go, I'll have one. And like, that's it. You have no idea what's coming, but the requirement is you just got to throw it back. And it could be a pina colada. It could be a shot of Jaeger. It could be whatever. And it's like, you just got to drink it. And uh, that's kind of like what entrepreneurship is, business ownership. But, you know, uh, we keep walking up to the bar every single day. 
And yeah. uh, there's something about the, the thrill of it and the excitement of what's going to come and what's going to happen to, uh, you know, it just makes us keep coming back. So, no, I'm excited to be here. 100 percent, 100 percent. Love it, love it, love it. So there you go, guys. Um, this is not an invitation for you necessarily to go to a bar every day and knock something back, but a reminder <laughs> that entrepreneurship is very much like going into the bar and throwing back something random because it is, it is a crazy road. And I do the same thing. I'm five, nine, eight and three quarters also. So, <laughs> so. With you, with you. Um, I mean, it's just like, you're not going to put 511. You're not going to run down on a driver's license. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to sit back here and go, you know what? I'm actually, let me give myself a little added height here. Like I'm 511. <laughs> like, no, you're going to round up. You, 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 you don't play, you don't play prices, right? Rules. And you know, you, you kind of, you kind of squeeze it a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. Dude, I cannot wait to hang out with you in person. I know that is going to be wild and probably um, require us to show driving licenses at some point. Um, that being said, <laughs> that being said, I want to wind it back a little bit because your journey to entrepreneurship wasn't necessarily the straight path. And right now, you you haven't just gone to one bar. You go to like multiple bars every day and knock it back because the Littlefield uh, group of companies is more than one business. Yes, there's a central theme which we're going to get into. Um, but what was your path into, into entrepreneurship? So I think the cool part for me, and again, I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but mm -hmm. so my first career, I was, I played professional golf. And when you're a professional golfer at the mini tour level, you are everything. You are your travel uh, agent. You are your financial advisor. You're your fitness coach. You're all these things. Because when I would tell people I was a professional golfer, People would look at me and go, oh, my gosh, how's Tiger Woods? Or how's Phil's back? And I'm like, I got no idea. Like, those guys are playing on tour. And I'm driving around the country in a Ford Explorer trying to gamble my way on there. And that's what <laughs> entrepreneurship is. Like, it's a gamble, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's the long-term investment about what you're mm -hmm. doing or what you want to do or what you see. And so mm -hmm. for that, golf was the same thing. You know, you work mm -hmm. on something on the driving range like today to show up under pressure in tournament competition three years from that point. Mm. Like that's the metric. So mm -hmm. I would work on something today for 2025. And mm -hmm. that is a mm -hmm. crazy thought because in today's world, we're so now get it. Here we go. I'm going to go buy this mm -hmm. Amazon, mm -hmm. right? I want it 24 hours. I have it. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. the thought of going, I'm going to go build something really long term and focus on something really fundamental. That's going to change my life in three years. Mm -hmm. And so you do all that and you go through all these things and you travel around the country and you, you, you eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to save money. But like the reality <laughs> is, is that like you are everything. So when mm -hmm. I transitioned out of the game, I had some incredible opportunities, but the one that kind of like, I kind of found myself in was content creation. So mm -hmm. while I was playing, there was a point in time I got a little injured, I actually tore my posterior labrum in my left shoulder. And so it kind of wasn't playing very well. So I needed an mm. opportunity to say, hey, dear sponsors, tournament opportunities, like I got to go play for more money. I got to be in bigger spotlights. And so mm -hmm. back in 2014, I mm. was like the golf influencer, but it wasn't a thing yet. Mm -hmm. So I had some incredible opportunities to work with some businesses like, you know, uh, GoPro and Titleist and Sligo and all these businesses that said, hey, what can we do together? Mm. And that's really where that partnership never was a client relationship. It was never an influencer content. It was like, hey, what can we go create together? How can we bring mm -hmm. people to the game of golf? How can we bring people into this or that? And that's the way we looked at it. And then when I got out of the game of golf, it was the same thing. 
So at that point, I, you know, then like I kind of found a job where I was making a little bit of content, working retail. And then all of a sudden I was a full-time photographer and starting businesses and startups along the side. But I was always classified as the CMO because nobody else knew what to do with me. And mm-hmm. I was an unqualified CMO. And from there, then I had this idea for Littlefield after pretty one major conversation I had with an investment firm. And uh, I said, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And I got to go do this. <laughs> and uh, kind of left that company pretty much cold turkey and said, here we go. Game on. And that was five years ago. So Littlefield Company has been around just over five years and we're having fun. I love it. Love it. There's a couple of things that you, you, you spoke to that I just want to kind of pull up and get mm. your direct opinion on. One of them is deferred gratification. Um, I think mm. one of, they said that one of the metrics that you can tell in children to see who's going to be successful when they're older is their ability to exercise deferred gratification. And much the marshmallow like, test. Marshmallow test. Um, a lot of people who seek to get into business are looking for that popcorn, Amazon delivery, five minutes in the microwave success. Mm. But for the most part, like it's it's graft right it's graft and grind and that's why you really have to love it i think because then it doesn't feel like graft and grind me and you we love what we do we're we're here we're there we're doing the thing but it doesn't feel like grind because we're doing something that we're we're passionate about and really care about um what are your thoughts for the person who's listening to this that's maybe earlier on in their entrepreneurial journey and maybe even a little bit further into it frustrated that it's not happening as fast as they want it to happen you know, it's actually, it's a great question. And I would say there's a, there's a famous quote from Mike Tyson. It's you have a plan until you get hit in the face. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's a recent, there's a really recent quote from Mike Tyson that I actually found really like introspective. So he talks about how when he got into the ring, he always wanted to, he fought better when he was happy compared to like, mm. you think of a boxer, right? You think of an MA, like you want to go in and they're angry and they're yeah. like, they're trying to get all yeah. the, all the aggression out. Right. Mm-hmm. But he said, he was like, I always liked when I got in the ring and I was happy mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there. I'm like, where's he going with this? And he talked about, mm-hmm. he goes, when you're happy and you get smacked in the face, you're still happy. If you're like pissed off and miserable to be there and you get smacked in the face, like your level of like, commitment and dedication drops. drops it's like oh okay i don't i don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. just like let it be over right mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. you're happy you're just like okay i'm gonna keep going okay i'm gonna keep mm-hmm. going all right i'm in this fight i'm, I'm in this bout mm-hmm. and i find that really interesting in the same kind of thing so there's so much grueling uh we kind of talk about it like walking through the mud right it's like you you start out and you just walk through the mud and it's you mm-hmm. don't see what you're stepping on you don't see it's murky it's disgusting it's gross it's hard you know like mm-hmm. walking through the mud is a lot harder than just walking on concrete but mm. you got to pave the concrete so mm. i'm a big believer that like my goal is to pave my goal is to build the path my goal is to see it because in reality you're the one that's going to have to do it like mm. I can't sit back here and bring you along to an entrepreneurial journey. I can, I can bring a partner with me. I can bring a co-founder with me. I can do all that. But if they don't have that mindset of we're going to go build, then mm. at that point, that is not the right partner for me. Now, mm. they're going to be a partner in other aspects of, of the business, right? They might be the financial arm. They might be the management arm, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It's like, but I expect them to pave and build with me. If it's not, if you don't have that, you don't, you don't need that. Great. But then expect to do it all on your own. 
And like, that's mm-hmm. okay to start, but then you have to bring people around you that will build you up and like level set you and, and ground you into what you're doing because it's what your belief is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that thing. It's long-term gratification. Like my goal with Littlefield, I don't have a, <laughs> I know it's bad. Everybody talks about like, you know, you do six months or one month and six months and one year goals. It's like, my goals are like one year, five years and 40. Mm-hmm. I don't have 10. I have, mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going to happen in 20, but I mm-hmm. know what we're going to accomplish in 40 years without mm-hmm. a doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm working for. So like mm-hmm. when everybody sits back here and says, why do you do it like this? Or how do you do it like that? Or like, why do you get up at four in the morning? It's like, I'm working for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like 2060 is going to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it sucks that 2060 is going to be really awesome. And now what kind of I'm focused on is making 2022 a little more awesome than it can be. And mm-hmm. uh, enjoying a little more of the process because you get in these pockets where it's just like, all right, I'm going to grind. Okay. I'm going to grind. And then you pull your head up and you're like, all right, what happened? Mm. Because in, I mean, you know it, like when you're building, it's like the expectation of doing the next thing is never a win. Mm. It's just what's required. It's what's expected. It's what the goal was. Okay. I accomplished that goal. Move on. Mm -hmm. Compared to like other small businesses, they go like, let's go celebrate that. Mm -hmm. I don't celebrate. Like in my business, we have a chief celebration officer and they will come Mm -hmm. to me and they go, Duncan, we got to celebrate that Mm because I don't see it, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to celebrate the absolute, I'm going to have the weeks long celebration in 2060 Mm -hmm. because that's what I'm focused on where I know like other people are focused on tomorrow and that's Mm -hmm. great. You need that Mm -hmm. person. You need those people in an organization. But Mm -hmm. the fact is that like I'm focused on 2060 is where my focus is. And I'll call it out. Every, every person on my team knows that I'm focused on 2060. And like, that's okay. And I'm going to be present. I'm going to be in the moment. But I'm going to focus on 2060. And that's my goal. So from there, when you talk about delayed gratification and like having it be like, you know, further along and further along and further along. Yeah, there's going to be metrics out there. And there's going to be this. And there's going to be that for you. But the reality is, is going like, what is right for you? Mm-hmm. You got to look at it. You got to look at it for yourself and go, all right, what's important for me today? What's important mm-hmm. for me tomorrow? What Duncan, what's important to Duncan in 2060 might not be important to Sarah or Bob or Joe or whoever is the CEO of an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're trying to build a company in three years and sell it. Great. Go do that. That's mm-hmm. your goal. That's your path. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at, I'm doing, looking to do that with a few other businesses, but Littlefield it's 2060. That mm-hmm. is my goal. That is my path. So mm-hmm. I just think you got to look at it, what's right for you and what's right for the business owner. And then understand what your, you know, how much delay can you handle? Or how much mm-hmm. delay can you sign up for? Because mm-hmm. what people say in books and what you read for other entrepreneurs and, you know, there's a lot of people yelling a lot of things right now. And it's just a matter of what's right for you and stick to the path. Mm-mm-mm. I love what you've been saying because you've really been speaking to like a big thing we talk about with Monday DNA, which is really dropping this cookie cutter approach to not just what we do, but how we mm. do it. And so yeah. I love that you also recognize that although, like, for example, in my business, I'm vision, visionary. That's, that's what I do. I don't book my own calls. I don't schedule things. Less and less of even the networking and connection calls are being done by me because that's not where my groove is. That's not where I add the value. But mm. understanding where your strengths are, understanding where your not so strengths are right does allow you to have and i love that you had the foresight to say do you know what i don't have that 
short-term celebration visioning, but I recognize it that it's important to stop and celebrate those ones. So let me have someone here take care of that while I play my role, which is making sure that everybody knows what we're moving towards so that they can do their bits, they can play their positions to get us there as a team. I freaking love that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it even struggles on the personal side. Like, my wife mm-hmm. hates it, right? Like, <laughs> my, my wife hates it. Like, she wants to sell, and she's, she's the celebration officer for our household. Like, mm-hmm. she's the one that wants to celebrate a six-month dog, dog anniversary. And I'm like, wait, okay, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what, what, I'm like looking around. I'm like looking for like up and for answers. And I'm like, wait, what, what, what are we doing? Like, wait, wait, where is this? Where is this answer in front of me? But like, that's her. And, um, mm-hmm. I have to be understanding of that. You know, I have mm-hmm. to be aware that like, that's super important to her mm-hmm. and that's great. You know, I, mm-hmm. I struggle with that at times for sure. Like a six month mm-hmm. dog anniversary doesn't make sense to me, but like <laughs> celebrating, a, celebrating a one year anniversary is yeah. Like, let's go do that. And let's go, yeah, yeah. let's go have some fun and all the above. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the difference. It's so she knows that it's like her role and mm-hmm. she's letting go with the end, the expectation of holding me to be as excited or plan where mm-hmm. if she wants me to do something, she just says, Hey Duncan, I'd like you to do this, this and this for mm-hmm. us to do this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. I can handle those things. I can commit to those things. It's the same mm-hmm. thing in business. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody, everybody knows that I don't see tomorrow. I see 40 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. That happened. I hit present and 40 years. The <laughs> is really, really great. Now and 40 years is really black and white for me. I love that. I, I love as well uh, just this honoring of your role and your honoring of the fact that, you know what? I don't get that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna let you do that because do you know the thing is so one of a, a catchphrase that one of my I think it was one of my mentors that said it it's or maybe it was me I can't remember where this came from but all money comes from and through other people there's not a penny mm. that will come into your life that doesn't come from or through other people and therefore in order to facilitate more of that money moving to you understand how you as an individual can connect most. Um, harmoniously with other people and then you're going to have that so when we're talking about partnerships we're talking about even a sales conversation we're talking about building relationships building bridges joint venturing whatever understanding do you know what i don't really get that so i could be upfront with you that this is where i'm going to need some grace or knowing that okay i'm going to need a bit more patience oh god it's six months, isn't it? Okay, what's going on? Like, you got to be ready. Then you can prep. Then you can prep and be, and be good for it, though. No? Yeah, and it's, it's planning, right? Like, a lot mm-hmm. of entrepreneurship is, is planning, and you're the one that's got to set the pace, right? Mm-hmm. It's, so it's like, even for, like, we talk about celebration and knowing your role. So it's like, I know in my role, like you talk about you're the visionary, like that's your, like that's your spot. Like I'm mm-hmm. the same thing, right? I'm the idea guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what mm-hmm. if we do this? Or what if we do this? It's like, yeah, we can do all that. But like, where do we deploy it? Where mm-hmm. do we have people put energy and effort and focus into seeing what's really possible? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm the guy, we, we look at a marathon as projects or businesses. So I'm the, I'm the one who's at the front line of a, of a marathon. And I am sprinting off the block. Like Mm -hmm. that is my goal is I'm going to empty the tank to get my team as far ahead in this marathon as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. So if that is me running three miles or five miles at a 
520 pace or a six minute mm-hmm. pace in business terms. I'm going mm-hmm. to go that until I can empty the tank until mm-hmm. I can't walk anymore. I can't survive anymore. I can't keep my pace. And then I hand it off to the person that's going to take it the next 20% run mm-hmm. the next five miles. And mm-hmm. then we're going to hand it to a team that's going to take it 40%, get it to 90 because mm-hmm. a lot of people, when you get into business, literally look for, you know, the photo of like somebody crossing the finish line in a marathon after like five hours and the hands up in the air and they just like accomplished <laughs> everything because they've yeah. trained for months. And it's like, all of a sudden this emotion just pours out. Mm-hmm. We've covered countless marathons and I, I'm lucky enough to stand with a camera at the finish line and capture those mm-hmm. moments. So I see it mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that photo that I get to, I'm honored to deliver to people. I don't mm-hmm. need, I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't care for it. It's like somebody asks, I don't need it. Like, I don't need this. I want me the front of the race off the blocks. Mm. If somebody said, hey, where's that photo coming from? Like, that's my motivation. I'm like, Mm -hmm. stand 100 yards out and take a photo of me in front of everybody. And that Mm -hmm. will drive me for the next five miles. Mm -hmm. It's somebody asked me a really great question that I've never been asked for about maybe about six months, a year ago. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, Duncan, like, What's gonna, what is the celebrate moment? Like, what is that success moment? A lot of people Mm -hmm. ask that question, but it's like, what does it look like? Is there a big party? Is there this or is there Mm -hmm. that? And for me, I think I sat back and I thought about this a lot. And for me, I think it's going to hit me in 60, 40 years, whatever, that I'm going to be like driving home one day and it's just going to hit me and all the emotions Mm -hmm. are just going to flood me. And I'm going to be like by myself driving myself home. And I'm like, damn, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I put the effort in, I, I put the energy in and I did it like I, mm-hmm. and like, that's all I need. Like mm-hmm. we talk about celebration, like my wife will throw me a big party. I know that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Right. Yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. And you have another It'll one six months later to celebrate the six yeah, months anniversary. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to do a six month celebration of this of 40 or whatever. But it's like, those are those, like, I just feel like there's going to be this moment where it just like hits me like a ton of bricks. And I'm just like, I did it. But I think it's going to be like by myself driving home in my car. And I'm going to have to like pull over because I'll probably sob like a child. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. I'll own it. But like, that's the fact. Like, that's going to be that moment where I'm just like, all right, that's success. Like there, I did it. Like Mm. I worked really hard to accomplish something. And then I'll be able to look around and go, man, we were able to do this. We were able to help them or able to support them or or whoever it is. Mm. And, um, I'm looking forward to that moment. It'll be fun. Amazing, 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 amazing. And shout out to Mrs. Littlefield uh, for keeping him oh, yeah, honest great. and celebrating. <laughs> uh, she's great. We fight about the celebrations all the time, but she's great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to change the speed a little bit and, uh, yeah. and talk about a little bit about the way that you actually do this thing that we call business. Because mm. your approach to, to business, I just found it to be one of the most beautiful and lovely expressions of abundance that I've had the pleasure of hearing someone, um, someone share with me. Do you want to talk a little bit about the way that you actually go out and do business and, and, and make your beans? Yeah. So, uh, let's see here, kind of giving you a little bit of context, the little field company, like we talked about, is just five, just about five years old. We're, mm-hmm. we're about to eclipse the fifth year, um, in January. So it'll be January 1, 2023. We started January 1, 2018. And where we started and the goal was to support businesses grow. And like, that was the premise. 
and mainly through photo and video. And so from there, team grew. We did a lot of short form. We did a lot of event recaps. And then at that point, we kind of found ourselves standing there and looking at event recaps or, you know, smaller pieces, recognizing that people hired us because we were able to weave a story through a marathon, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, there's a storyline within the marathon video and normal event recaps are just like beautiful clip, a beautiful clip with a sound bed. Like mm -hmm. that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And so we found ourselves as a little more like kind of like telling stories and, and being more focused on that, like that being our craft. But then what we, because we just focus on the story of it and focus on what the viewer to build trust with that business is, we recognize that we're all things to everybody because we can work with a fortune 100 all the way down to a mom and pop coffee company mm. because we focused on that particular business. You know, when mm -hmm. we get on our first call, it's, what are your goals? What's your mission statement? What are you trying to accomplish in a year, five years, 10 years, whatever that is? Because this story, we need to, we live in a connection-based economy. Mm. So what that means is going like, how did you find your dentist? You probably asked somebody at a cocktail party. You're like, who's your dentist? And then at that point, they said, oh, you got to go talk to Dr. Bob. Now, mm -hmm. because you have trust with your friend and your friend has trust with Dr. Bob, now you have trust with Dr. Bob. Mm. Now you have a new dentist. It's the same thing online. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in business, the same thing through video production, marketing, and all that kind of stuff. So what we did was we recognized is because we focused on the business, we could help anybody. Mm -hmm. So now as we're trying to talk about sales and grow revenue and grow profit, it's like we can go help anybody. So our sales team or our targeting was shotgun, and it was everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. What we recognized was that we needed to do a couple things. We needed to develop, develop a development program within the business, one. Because in my opinion, again, my opinion, what we do really, really well as a business is to develop people in the creative space. And then the second thing was we had to niche down. But we couldn't just niche down because we did photo and video for this sector of a business or this sector of an industry. It's we had to offer like the next level. We had to offer that intangible thing that made us a little different. So from there, it can't be, I'll pick on e-com, right? So if you're selling, if you went out and you had an Etsy account and you had this mug, shout out my, one of my favorite restaurants in the entire world. Um, but anyways, like if you sold that mug and you went out to get a loan from a debt, you know, like what they would do is that bank, that entity would say, okay, we're going to debt to asset lending. So which means is you're going to then be able to put $100,000 of mugs on the shelves, but you can mm -hmm. only use the $100,000 to buy mugs and inventory. Mm -hmm. Well, now, how do you market it? Well, you have somebody, you have a niece who wants to get into video or somebody has an iPhone. And this thing does mm -hmm. great work, by the way. So, like, I'm not knocking the iPhone. But, like, mm -hmm. no one knows how to tell a story. No one knows how to understand lighting, even with an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So, what we did was we figured out a way to alternatively finance all of your e-com marketing. Mm -hmm. So like that is Amazon, that is Etsy, that is all those different elements. That's direct to consumer, all these different things. We figured out a way, a really cool partnership way to alternatively finance it. So now we can mm -hmm. go after the e-com sector that's mm -hmm. just focused on businesses doing 200000 to a million dollars a year in revenue. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because we know that that set of company, like that group of business needs what we do and not just because we do photo and video. So now in the Littlefield umbrella, we have seven businesses and all it is, is we do three things, video, photo, and strategy. Mm -hmm. But now we have feeder programs and development programs and 
we literally can have juniors on our team grow and own projects because they can work on an internal piece, like something like your business is awesome. All it is is a minute to two minute video education with me. And I sit and talk to a camera. It's a lot better than writing an email. Those dyslexic people out there will know that. But Mm -hmm. truly, it's two minutes and it's everything from how to get an SBA loan to how to light an interview. Mm. It's all things business. And what that is, is it gives our team, our juniors, abilities to edit and shoot and own content and own projects and hear feedback from seniors or me and be able to build. Hmm. So we have seven businesses and all are focused in different, different sectors or, you know, kind of like the Littlefield company is the engine behind it all. But yeah. truly, it's like we just created this system where it's like we can go help so many people with a unique problem set. And if you're a Fortune 100 and need to help tell a story or market a product, we can do that at the Little Flood Company. If you are a $200,000 e-com store and you're working out of your garage, we can help with that without breaking your bank account. Mm. Because it's just a fact. It's like people just leverage it right now. You know, boutique, hotel, and hospitality, their margins are this thin. Your margins go bigger when you have mass quantity, when you're a Hilton or a Marriott. When you have mm-hmm. four, your margins are razor 20. thin when it comes to hotel and hospitality. So it makes mm-hmm. everybody super uncomfortable. So yeah. now when I say, hey, you need to put $60,000 into video production to have your next lifetime guest here, they're mm-hmm. going to go, I don't have it. No way. Mm-hmm. Don't see it. I need to make sure this is happening. I need to make sure foods have all that. Mm-hmm. So now at this point, can we alternatively finance that as a partnership to get mm-hmm. them what they need, increase their revenue, increase their mm-hmm. profit? And then that point, we all win in the long term because we're trying to win in 40 years. We're not trying mm-hmm. to win and sell tomorrow. I mean, the, the churn and burn um, mindset mm. of people that are in all industries, right? Yeah. But like this, again, this short-sighted, myopic thing that who's going to give me my 100K now? Yep. Where can I get my 10K? Because I, I need to go and go to iron or whatever right like you, you've got people doing that but they're not even winning at life right mm. and, and in many cases they've created these very jaded people out there mm. that aren't even trusting i had the same thing i was speaking to a friend of mine um shout out sharia if you if you tuned in was speaking yesterday she's in um she's in media consultancy so she's like you know cool. traditional media but she's building the strategy for people to get like on the TV and to get the thing and the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And we're speaking about just, you know, when she first was making the transition out of journalism, she wrote for Essence magazine. She was uh, with them for many years. When she was making the transition out, to, she was like, she saw just how unscrupulous people were. And she was like, I don't even know if I want to be in this industry. And yet a lot of people aren't just understanding that if you can go into a room with the Duncan Littlefield mindset, with the abundance mindset of, instead of me seeing how can I get 10 grand out of this person, how can we build something? Yeah, I'm not going to make my beans today and the beans that I make are going to be dependent on what I'm producing. But instead of me making 10 grand, I'm making 20 grand a month or I'm making a hundred mm-hmm. grand a year out of this relationship. And I'm making it because I'm helping somebody else win as well. That for me was just like a hand clap moment. I'm like, fudge. Yes. This is abundance. <laughs> this is abundance right here. 
Well, it's also the element is like, you know, you look at business owners. It's like I chatted with somebody yesterday and I was like, mm-hmm. they were like, how did we meet? And I was like, well, we met through this person and I trust mm-hmm. this person because when they say they're going to do something, they show up and they do it. Mm-hmm. And I value that. And if you say, hey, like they need something for me. No question. Because mm-hmm. they're going to show up and be there. It's the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. thing. So now mm-hmm. it's like, how would I sit back here and go, okay, this person business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, account rep, whoever it is, consultant, whatever, is telling me that they're going to go do something for me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. perfect. I'm going to go milk it. Mm -hmm. I would rather have them as a partner for the next 30 years of my life because Mm -hmm. the reality is is that they're going to show up Mm. and they're going to do it because they've Mm -hmm. proven the fact that when they say they're going to do something, they show up and get it done for me. And it's not just like for me, but it's for the collective, right? Because mm-hmm. now at this point, that is building trust between them and I. So why wouldn't I di- dig into that? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I lean into this partnership to say, cool, hey, whatever you need, I got you. Mm-hmm. So like, what is it going to take? Like the longest time is the one thing I knew how to trade was sweat equity. Mm-hmm. And that is the ability to invest time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, you look at it like five, six, 10, 12 years ago. And this idea of a startup mindset is different than it is now. Mm. You go into a startup business in New York City, Manhattan, and a coder or developer expects to make one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars a startup. Mm-hmm. I remember working for a startup for five percent of the business, being the CMO, working thirty plus hours a week on it, on top mm-hmm. of my job for mm-hmm. free, mm-hmm. because I believed in it, because I was in it with them. Now it's well. so I mean, different. Even the popcorn culture that we've got right now, people aren't looking to build something that's going to last. They're looking for something they can exit nope. within five years. Yep, 100%. They, want to be the next and, they don't want to create and value. Well, they just want to get paid. Well, and it's also like right now, the idea of like evaluation being net worth is mm-hmm. really interesting. Like it's a really fine line to walk, right? Because mm-hmm. like you talk to these CEO startups of, and again, I'm not, I'm putting everybody in a bucket. There's, I mean, these are a handful of people that just shout from the rooftop, but like mm-hmm. they sit back here and say, Oh, my company's worth 40 million. We've been valued mm-hmm. at 40 million, but like their profit is 500 grand. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let me get this right. And that, that's the stuff where it's like, it's all good and fine. But if you're sitting back here and saying my net worth is mm-hmm. $20 million because I own half the business. Mm-hmm okay, I, I can fundamentally understand it because the evaluation mm-hmm. is what somebody is willing to pay for it. Like that mm-hmm. is what it, the company is worth. It's not what it's worth in crunch base or anything like that. It is saying, or the, the 10X or the 6X multiplier, whatever it yeah. is, somebody's willing to pay 100X, great. That is what the business is worth. If it's mm-hmm. worth 1X, that is what the business is worth. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Everybody looks at this because I do a tech startup, my immediate evaluation is between six and eight X. Mm-hmm. All right. Well then SAS is between seven and nine X. It's like, okay, where did we get these numbers from? Mm-hmm. Like how did we sit back here and say, I'm the CEO and my net worth is X because I know I own 65% of the business, which is valued at 20, yada, yada, yada. Here's my math. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, how is this, how is the evaluation this like pride moment of like, I'm wearing a cape and I'm a superhero. Mm-hmm. What, talk about the Warren Buffetts of the world. Talk mm-hmm. about the big empires of business, Coca-Cola and Apple. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they're a lot, they have a lot more capes on 
than the CEO mm-hmm. of, you know, I want to say Uber. Cause I mean, like, gosh, they built something really special. Like, and it really yeah. does. <laughs> like, let's not, let's not, <laughs> like, let's just like, maybe that's a terrible example. Let but, Uber keep theirs. They can keep their cape. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like the element of like, I'm going to go build something and then sell it to make a quick hundred grand or 50 grand. But like, if that's the thing that you enjoy, mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody tell you that it's not it. But if mm-hmm. you're sitting back here and saying long-term investment, long-term focus, I'm building this mm-hmm. forever. Well, then if you sell it in two, what happened? Was it just the perfect mm-hmm. deal in the, in the crazy amount of money? You know, in the housing mm-hmm. market the last year, it's, okay, my, my house is worth more than I ever thought. So I'm just going to sell it and go figure it out. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a real thing. But mm-hmm. you got to know yourself. You know, it's like right mm-hmm. now, it's like all these, I think the next big thing in business right now is going to be micro SaaS. And just spinning mm-hmm. them up and selling them. I think mm-hmm. that is going to literally take over over the next little bit. I think that's a mm-hmm. real thing. I think it's going to happen. Like these small niche SaaS companies that all of a sudden some conglomerate's going to come in and just bundle them, right? Just yeah. roll them all into one and compete with HubSpot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real thing. I think it's going to really happen. And we're even looking at it our side as like, hey, can we give small micro SaaS businesses away for free to mm-hmm. build into Littlefield? And just have them as like mm-hmm. free, fun tools. Like mm-hmm. we just go build them. We go develop them. And we just give them away. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to make money off it. It's just like, hey, you're part of the community. You're part of the family. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that point, though, um, we're also seeing some of these bigger companies roll back down into some of these more niche areas. So HubSpot have got mm-hmm. like a, a podcasting platform they're putting together now that's got a very small business vibe to what they're doing. And they're looking for micro-influencers. I had a guest on my podcast the other day. And they've got like this, um, she's going through their, um, I think it's an academy or something. Oh, yeah, they're, they're accelerator. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, they're doing, they're, doing, they're, they're doing that too. So it's interesting to see that you've got smaller companies looking to take on the big guys with their, their ninja moves. And also some of the bigger co- corporations are coming in and looking for these little niche ways to slip into different pockets too. I think it's uh, Well, look what, look what Twitter did, right? Mm-hmm. Look at Twitter right now. Twitter just laid off, I think they laid off a, hand, a good like 20% of their workforce. Wow. I think it was 20% of their workforce. I think it was. Um, but what they major laid off was the innovation sections. Hmm. HubSpot and the podcast, right? So it's like you look at these companies within Twitter that they just said, okay, hey, we got to go focus on capital. We got to focus on revenue. Cut. Like mm-hmm. stop putting the energy in focus. This didn't work out. That's okay. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. They gave it an effort. We're moving on. But like mm-hmm. that's the thing where Twitter said, hey, I got to roll this. We got to pull this back. Mm-hmm. and be less micro currently focus mm-hmm. on the larger to then be able to rebuild profit or revenue or whatever their focus is to then mm-hmm. at that point pick those things back up so i don't think everybody looks at this as like oh twitter shut down this department and this initiation program or initiative program excuse me it's like i just think they put things on pause mm-hmm. they still have the tech they're not selling the technology they're not selling the, the entity off they're just going hold eliminate workforce, eliminate capital, eliminate burn, mm-hmm. build, come back and pick this up. Because in two years or five years or whatever they go, you know what, this might be the time to do this now. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn more. The market's going to be clear. Right now, market, we all know, has been wildly, <laughs> I don't even know what the next word is. But like <laughs> the reality is, they, I think they're just putting it on hold. But they to mm-hmm. do it, they eliminated 20, I think it's 20 or 18% of their workforce or something like that, 10, 10%. A, a good chunk of Twitter is now no longer working at Twitter. Hmm. Hmm. 
Be mindful, guys. Uh, you're sitting around in your Fortune 500, you know, your, 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 your Dow Jones 30 company saying, yeah, I'm doing the thing. And, you know, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> Um, you, you never know, right? Like, and that's mm-hmm. the big thing. It's like, even as a, a C-level executive or a mid, mid-market manager, whatever it is, it's, you got to look at it as an entrepreneur. You got to look at it as you're owning a business. So you got to look at that because that makes you invaluable. That makes you irreplaceable mm-hmm. because you're building small things or unique things or elements into the business where maybe they didn't see, but they didn't think it was possible at that level. They expected the CEO to do it or they expected the CMO to do it. And it's like now as you as an account representative are blowing up their spot and bringing eyeballs to the company, the CMO is going to all of a sudden walk over and go, what are you doing? Why are you doing mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And then, you're, I mean, how hard of it is a question to say, hey, like this was important to me and I wanted to bring more value to the business. Mm-hmm. Make yourself irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at it as an entrepreneur. you got to look at it as a business owner. Because if you're just looking at paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, hey, do the job, do the job, do the job, you're replaceable. Because they, the the well, they, they built the system for it. Mm-hmm. So they're literally looking at you as a chess player. Mm-hmm. If you, they say, here's your tasks. Here's 50 tasks that we expect from you week over week, yada, yada, yada. And you just literally check the box every single time. They're going to go, cool. They are a perfect roster player. But the next thing is that when you're making a lot of money, being the roster player, they're going to have to evaluate going, is that person worth the money? Or we have a system. This -hmm. person followed it perfectly. We hired Mm -hmm. that person. What if we can go cut their salary in half, hire a junior person to do that? Because we're the ones that built the system. Aren't we smarter than them? And there's the rabbit hole that Mm -hmm. people go down. And big companies have time and resources to be able to do that, to take a risk because $60,000 of somebody's salary isn't a huge risk for them. Startups, small businesses, it's a lot bigger of a risk. So at that point, as a business, you have the person that wants to make a little more. It's worth paying them a little more because then to get it done. And you got to go train the next one. You got to go train the Mm -hmm. next person in that position. And that's going to take time and energy and resources. And if your turnover is heavy, Oh, it's just a drain and it's going to be it's just going to be a lot mm. Mm. Mr. Littlefield you've, uh, <laughs> you've bathed us in some wisdom this morning well, morning mm. for you what time what time was it for you like 7.30 well now it's 8.20 yeah you've bathed us in some wisdom today uh, given us some pause for thought and shown us an example of how an abundance based mindset approach to business can not only function and thrive, but also support you in getting to those big goals and having that, that great impact and having great relationships and great fun along the way. Are there any final thoughts that you've got for the listeners before we start to uh, roll this in a little bit? Um, oh, gosh, this is always the section where it's like I feel like I preach, um, but it's like I don't want to preach. It's preach the, of the like, word uh, of business, <laughs> Minister Littlefield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I left the game of golf because it wasn't, it didn't wake me up anymore to be better. I didn't Mm -hmm. wake up going, I want to go be better. You know, Mm -hmm. beating thousand golf balls a day, play 18 holes, putt, chip, do the little things. I just Mm -hmm. didn't, it didn't motivate me to be better anymore. Uh, Mm -hmm. This business makes, was motivated to make me better as a business owner and as a person. So the one thing I would tell you is that if you wake up, you know, your feet hit the floor and you're moving. If you have determination and you have grit 
and you're truly you're truly immersed in what you're doing it's pretty cool so find it um, and try a bunch of things along the way until you find your pocket and then if you're in your pocket don't take it for granted the grass is greener sure whatever but if you're having fun and you're doing it with people that you love and you're making an impact or whatever your goal is uh, there's not much that's sweeter so uh, enjoy what you're doing but it's hard even though you enjoy it so just like be willing to sacrifice for it and sacrifice is usually worth the bigger so mm-hmm. have fun enjoy it know what you're know what you're made of be your dna all that stuff and it's really mm-hmm. true um you know be obsessed be obsessed love it love it love it love it love it guys thanks for tuning in today to another episode of beyond success with daniel mangetta um <laughs> uh, i know that you know one person who will be served by what we spoke about in this conversation so why don't you go ahead and share this episode and we're going to pop some links to duncan and everything that he's getting into in the show notes um But yeah, look at how you're connected with people. Look at how you're relating. Look at whether you are obsessed, whether you love what you're doing. Start course correcting and ask yourself, can I even have some of these difficult conversations with the people in my life, both personally and professionally, so that we can start honoring each other and moving together in a more harmonious, abundant way. Until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangana, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.